What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Medalist Sports Card Podcast. I'm your host, Clayton. This is episode four. Let's get into it. All right, guys, welcome into episode four of the Medalist Sports Card Podcast. Today is Tuesday, March 23rd. Bring you guys some awesome stuff today. But before we get into today's episode, if you're watching this on YouTube, make sure to hit the subscribe button below. Hit that thumbs up. It really, really helps out the video. I really appreciate all the support so far on the first three episodes. If you want to, if you haven't already, head on over to Instagram at medalist underscore sports cards. Give us a follow over there. Bring us guys some content over there. Really working on building that up. And still working on the TikTok. The TikTok's gonna come along in the next couple weeks. Bringing on somebody here, I think, this week to help with some content, producing some more stuff, uh, some editing tips. So everything's going to be growing. So if you haven't already, hit us up on on YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok. We're going to be really kind of hitting that hard over the next couple of weeks and really growing this as we keep going. Into today's episode, we got a couple of things to talk about here. We're going to talk about some major events or dates for you guys to put in your calendars for the sports, uh, for you guys just to kind of get your brain going here as we, we head into the summer, into next year. There's some major events happening NBA Finals, start of the MLB season, NFL obviously, got the draft coming up soon, the season starting. Just some dates for you guys to have uh, that potentially could affect some of your sports card purchases, investments, some things you got going on in your in your little hobby business. The biggest part of today's episode, and I'm super excited to bring you guys this today, is four buying principles that I follow as I, as I process a purchase uh, for myself or, or for my investing. Uh, these are some of the principles that I follow, some steps that I go along with, and I'm very methodical with my purchases and have really fine-tuned this over the last year and want to share those with you guys and kind of help you guys potentially increase your profits, reduce your risks, and become confident in your purchases and know what you're purchasing as you as you grow and, and continue to, to buy more and more. Uh, there's a little bit of NBA, NFL news, not much really. Probably will go over that first as there's not much going on with that. And then just talk a little bit about uh, the rest of the, the rest of the week and kind of what we got in store for, for Thursday's podcast at the end of the show. So let's get into it. There's two breaking news I guess we should talk about first. Uh, this was kind of the, the major news for the sports. Two things that I would kind of want to bring up with you guys, obviously. LaMelo Ball, LeBron James, uh, two pretty serious injuries here. We have LaMelo with a fractured wrist, showed up on the MRI the other night. Uh, he's out indefinitely, probably announced over the next couple of days he'll be out for the rest of the season. Everybody expects him to be out for the rest of the season. Uh, and then LeBron James, high ankle sprain, out indefinitely. Pretty sure this is pretty similar to what John Morant had. Um, so it's a it's a pretty solid couple weeks, and it'll take him a while potentially to get back into the into the groove of things once he comes back for the Lakers. But it is LeBron James. It, it, we're not talking about some bum off the street trying to recover from this. It's LeBron James, the same guy who puts a million dollars into his body a year. Uh, this guy is going to recover at the highest level. He's going to put everything into it. He's going to be back as soon as he possibly can be. And I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't miss a beat when he steps back on the court. When that will be, I think we'll just, it's just going to kind of have to go with the flow. His high ankle sprains are kind of just, everybody's different. Where it was, how, how bad it was, um, how it happened, I think it all kind of affects it. So how do these two things affect potentially sports cards uh, over the next couple months as we lead into the NBA playoffs? Uh, the Hornets are in the eighth seed, I think, right now in the East. Obviously, not probably going to do much as far as making a long-term run into the playoffs. I think LaMelo prices could be affected by this, obviously, going forward. 
uh, without the excitement of potentially being rookie of the year. Uh, Prism comes out in a couple weeks. How does this affect his Prism card prices? How does this affect Prism box prices? Um, I'm not really sure. I think it affects his, his individual prices for sure. Now, whether it affects the price of, let's say, resale retail, so the flippers of retail, or even Prism Hobby, breakers, I'm not sure. I don't. It obviously doesn't help anybody. Uh, I don't think it's going to drastically lower any prices or, or cut prices, but I think it will potentially affect probably retail flippers the most as people not wanting to pay a, uh, a ridiculous amount for, for retail um, premium just without LaMelo cards uh, bringing that initial value. Uh, you might as well just pick them up at a lower individual price um, and pick them up as singles. When it comes to LeBron James, I think this potentially opens the biggest doors for obviously other players on the Lakers, Kyle Kuzma, Taylor Houghton Tucker, uh, Montrezl Harrell. These guys who are going to have to pick up the load and pick up the slack with him and AD off the court. Uh, these guys are obviously shoved into the limelight. Um, they're what, the two seed in the West right now. They got to kind of maintain that. They really need that the home court advantage. They need that higher seed. Uh, that is a huge advantage going to the NBA playoffs this year. Uh, whether or not who steps up, you're really taking a shot in the dark there. Any of those guys, I think, will see a price increase if they haven't already seen a price increase over the next week or two. Um, if any of those guys play well, probably star stock on those guys. I, I would, I would, I would avenue to research on star stock and see who maybe takes takes it over and maybe put some money in there. I wouldn't go big into those guys. If I was going to make a move off of either of these two breaking news, I say this opens the biggest doors for some stars in the Western Conference to explode. Uh, if the Lakers fall to, let's say, four or five, that means that someone has to move up into that two and three seeds. That could be the Suns. That could be the Blazers. That could be the Nuggets. The Jazz could obviously have success not having to play the Lakers um, with LeBron James or Anthony Davis coming up as the rest of the Western Conference playoff picture um, evolves here. So look at guys like Devin Booker. Look at guys like Damian Lillard, Luka Doncic, uh, Chris Paul even. Look at guys like Jamal Murray or Nikola Jokic, um, Donovan Mitchell on the Jazz. These guys who are stars in the West are going to receive the limelight as the playoff picture evolves. ESPN needs to talk about somebody. Anthony Davis, LeBron James, not on the court. Who's the next biggest star that's going to be making a move? Uh, the Mavericks make a run. Uh, Luka Doncic starts dropping 30-plus a game, hitting game-winning shots, carrying the Mavs into a into a 5 or 4 seed. Uh, there you go. There's a Luka run. People are going to get excited about Luka. Same thing could happen with Devin Booker or Dame Lillard. They start carrying their teams, dropping 35, 40 points a night. Devin Booker gets hot and starts putting up some big nights. Those guys make a run into the top four seeds. Those guys are going to have some run-ups. Who does it? It could be all of them. They could all make a run here. They're all playing really well. Uh, I think this kind of opens the door for potentially some stars in the Western Conference um, versus maybe taking a, a bigger risk on the Lakers. So before we get into the, the four buying principles, buying ideas I have, let's talk a little bit about some major sports dates to think about. We'll start with the NBA as we're already kind of on the NBA. The Hall of Fame enshrinement ceremonies are May 13th through the 15th. Those uh, players are going to be inducted along with some other players and coaches. The major three that you should be probably looking at um, if you're going to make any kind of plays off of this would be Kobe Bryant, Tim Duncan, and Kevin Garnett. Obviously, Kobe and Duncan saw a huge run-up. Garnett saw a pretty big run-up um, at the beginning of February. It's coming down off that peak. Kobe prices have started to balance a little bit. Um, if you're going to get in on Kobe, potentially might be the time to get in on that. Um, Tim Duncan prices have obviously dipped. Haven't seen a bump yet in Tim Duncan. Could be a play. Do your research. Kevin Garnett, 
exciting dude, uh, but I don't think he brings the fan attention like a Kobe Bryant, like a Tim Duncan. Um, maybe go look at some inserts of Kobe Bryant. There's a lot of cool inserts that have that solid bounce um, that I think people might might turn to as, as lower pop cards. Uh, just do your research. We'll talk a little bit more about that soon. Um, but those are the three guys getting inducted in May 13th through the 15th. The NBA play-in tournament. So this will be how this works is the 7 through 10 seeds in the standings of each conference play in a play-in tournament. 9 seeds plays the 10 seed, loser goes home. The 8 seed plays the 7 seed. The winner of that game gets the 7 seed in the playoffs. The loser of that game plays the winner of the 9-10 matchup. The winner of that game gets the 8 seed. So teams that you could be falling into this bracket would be like the Spurs, the Mavericks, uh, the Hornets, the uh, not really sure. I mean, obviously it's shuffling around every week, um, but look at those teams who are probably five through 11, five through 10 of their Western conference and Eastern conference. Those are the teams going to be in that play in tournament. That play in tournament is May 18th through the 21st. Uh, just kind of circle that as if you're potentially see some players that could shine in that um, play in tournament with all eyes on them going into the playoffs could be a time potentially to uh, get in before that happens. NBA finals, July 8th. Uh, I would say that by this point, you probably should have made your moves. I wouldn't be buying much into the playoffs post May 18th to the 21st. I wouldn't be buying much of that going into July 8th. If you're going to play that way, I play through Star Stock, um, where you're not going to have to ship and buy the cards and get them sent to you. Um, that's going to be a quick flip kind of night. You buy into a big guy. He has a big game. You flip the card later that night. Into the MLB. Major League Baseball is currently in spring training. Uh, opening day is April 1st for MLB. Again, not one to really follow the baseball p- picture. I know the big stars. Uh, I know Boba kind of struggling. Kyle Lewis has played pretty well. Uh, but look into that. I'm going to probably, I have a couple PSA 10s. Might pick up a couple more. But Star Stock might be the play here with baseball going forward as it is a day-to-day kind of game. The All-Star break halfway through the season is July 13th. Uh, Hall of Fame for baseball is July 24th. Not sure who's in that yet. I need to look that up. Postseason starts in October. So it's a long season. There's going to be a lot of ups and downs. There's going to be some peaks and valleys. Um, if you if you follow along with the MLB, you'll probably be able to pick up some deals as the season goes through on those valleys of players struggling. NFL, free agency began on the 17th. Wasn't much a whole lot of changes that really affect the card market. Not a whole lot of excitement there. Obviously, Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson's have some world uh, news swirling around them. Drew Brees retired. Taysom Hill cards kind of took off. Um, just pay attention to that. Maybe there's a move right there. The draft, Trevor Lawrence, obviously exciting part about the draft, who signed with Tops a couple weeks ago for his personalized collection, is April 29th through May 1st. You have that draft. We're coming to you from Cleveland. So in my backyard, uh, the draft will be um, that probably will be some times where moves were made, trades will be made, could potentially be the night Watson or Russell Wilson gets moved, if they're going to get moved. The season starts September 9th. I think there's going to be a buildup from May to September. I think there's going to be a gradual run-up as you lead into the season, just like there has been. Um, I would be ready to potentially sell come September versus buy come September. Get your moves now. you got some time to get them graded if you're trying to buy some high-end cards you want to send off. Look at your options for grading potentially get some stuff graded and back by the end of uh, August, beginning of September to sell, kind of potentially where the peak would be as history's kind of told itself. Soccer news, Euro Cup this summer, June 11th through the July 11th. 
European players, uh, Mbappe, uh, Portugal with Ronaldo, Cristiano Ronaldo, uh, Holland. Those dudes are uh, starting to run up. Soccer cards are starting to heat up. Prism Soccer's come out. Um, EPL's Prism came out not a few weeks ago. There's going to be a Mosaic drop. There's a couple other drops coming up over the next couple months. Pay attention to the soccer market if you're into that at all. Do your research. Pick some guys up soon because I think that market might start taking off here as weather turns and attention turns towards summer events like soccer. FIFA World Cup next year, November and December of 2022, I think might be the peak of soccer. Again, I think Euro Cup's kind of the start. I think it probably will lag a little bit going into the fall, but I think the entire next year might be a huge buildup towards it. Might be a time to start circling some of these guys you're able to hold long-term, kind of put some money away, potentially pick up some cards to get graded that you can send off and do a bulk submission, do a value submission, um, and get those cards back next summer as the World Cup hype builds going into Doha next year. All right, let's get into this exciting part of the, the podcast I have for today. I want to talk to you guys about the four buying principles or steps that I follow before making a transaction, making a purchase anywhere on any card. And these are some of the things that I've incorporated and learned over the last year and want to share with you guys as you guys start to grow and, and build your bankroll and make your big purchases and make your investments going forward. The four things are create a plan. Number two is research, research, research. Number three is follow and execute your plan. And number four is have an exit strategy. These four things obviously are kind of like a process to it along with steps. Not necessarily don't have to be in this exact order. Uh, you can create an exit strategy early. You can create an exit strategy after you've done all the research. They're not necessarily steps, but they're principles I want you guys to potentially lean on and, and work towards incorporating into your transaction and purchases. But let's break it down. Let's start with number one, creating a plan. Have an outline, have a plan, have a goal. Uh, what sport are you going to invest in? How long do you want this money to be in cards? How long is your uh, investment? Are you three months, six months, a week, a year, five years, 10 years? Uh, create a plan. Are you going to buy the goats? Are you going to buy greats? Are you going to buy up and coming stars? Are you going to buy to grade? Um, are you buying to flip? Are you buying graded? Are you buying to re-crack and resub? Uh, what kind of is your plan? How much risk are you willing to take? All of these basic things will then uh, allow you to avenue into exact players, purchases, cards, timing, um, exact details of a purchase. But if you don't have a plan of if I have a thousand dollars to spend, I'm going to put 500 of it towards short term, 500 of it towards long term. If I'm going to spend a thousand dollars and put $200 towards uh, star stock, towards raw cards, I'm going to put a hundred dollars towards buying some raw cards to grade, $200 towards grading fees, and the rest of the 500 I'm going to put towards goats and greats and PSA nines and PSA tens. Um, or in sorts or raw of these of these players if you don't have any rough idea this becomes extremely difficult and you become extremely clouded and you probably don't make a very well educated or potentially highly successful decisions in purchasing so again kind of recap number one here are what kind of risk are you willing to take how long are you looking to have this money and what exactly are you looking to buy what sport what time of year is it when's the next where's the next run-up going to be so to help potentially create this strategy or fine tune this strategy or plan you have, uh, you need to do some research. You need to create an entry point plan into where you want to be, what kind of cards you want to invest in. You need to you uh, research players' history, the team they're on, um, where they're at in the season, the standings. Go look at Buzz feeds. Go look at uh, Buzz writers. Go look at uh, 
ESPN, Fox News, CBS, Fantasy News, different things are going to help you build uh, the outside picture, not just the price of the card or the history of the price of the card, but who is this player? What have they done? What are they doing now? Um, and help you potentially know whether or not he could be a good investment. He or she could be a good investment for you. When it comes to the entry point or the buying point of the price of the card, obviously those factors of the time of the year, the player, the team can factor when the best time to purchase could be, but it also can be based off of history and charting. Some of the things to use would be Market Movers by Sports Card Investor, which is a tool that I use almost on a daily basis. Card Ladder, almost use that on a daily basis as well. Very similar things, not necessarily needed for both. I use the free Card Ladder app. I pay for Market Movers monthly. 130point.com and eBay results gives you theoretically the same thing. 130 points a little bit easier to use to find eBay sales as you get best offer accepted prices, etc. And Look on Facebook. Another, and I think another underrated thing is to notice who are people buying, who are people selling, what are the prices people are getting on Facebook, what kind of cards are showing up on a regular basis, uh, which ones are getting claimed quickly, which ones are sitting around. This kind of gives you an idea of where the market is currently on a player or a type of card of the player once you do that kind of research. With all this involved, with charting, with uh, comps, with trends of these card prices, with looking up the player's stats and history, sorry about the dogs barking, with looking up the player's stats and history, the team's current standings, uh, create an entry point. Uh, are you going to buy multiple cards of this player? Are you looking to put all the money into one card? Uh, I like to buy multiples of the player. I like to have multiple entry points and multiple exit points. It allows for a little bit of uh, what people use in investing called cost averaging. Uh, say you're buying uh, for example, I'll talk about this in my Dallas pickup video. I bought two Zion Optic Hollow 9s. I bought one on Friday for $425, slightly above comps. Comps were kind of all over the place, but slightly above comps. Came back on Saturday, bought one for $350. So now I'm invested pretty much for $375, $390 for two PSA 9 Zion Optic Hollows. It allows me to sell potentially two different points um, whether or not I hit the peak or not, it allows me to sell at two different points. And that averaged out my cost of 385 or 390 versus just having one at 425. So that's why I ended up buying a second one is I could average out my cost. This is just an example I have of it. Uh, create an entry point, cost average. If you're only buying one card, um, make sure you're ready to buy it when you buy it. The other thing that I consider is a lot of people are scared of run-ups. If it's a player you believe could be undervalued after doing your research, if it's a, a great or a GOAT that's had a run-up who's 2X, 3X, 4X this year since January, let's say, for example, a guy like uh, Carmelo Anthony or Dwayne Wade. If you believe that a card you're looking at is undervalued comparative to some, somebody like a Dwayne Wade versus Carmelo or a Dwayne Wade versus LeBron or a Dwayne Wade versus Kobe Bryant, if you believe that card is undervalued in a ratio comparative to other cards of that player to player ratios potentially you buy at the peak potentially you get in not knowing when the when the next valley could be um, if you're fully committed especially in a long-term play buying at a peak isn't necessarily the worst thing to do uh, i think buying at a peak or trying to chase the run-up on a short-term investment is tough um, modern cards modern basketball going into the playoffs could be tough buying right now as uh, the run-ups kind of starting to begin you're bringing in more risk versus buying guys like Dwayne Wade, Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, um, Tim Duncan, guys who are more established who aren't going to go out there and get hurt like a mellow ball and potentially see a, a large crash in their prices.
Number three, follow your plan and execute. You've done the research, you've created your plan, now you have to execute it. Be patient and disciplined when it comes to purchasing. Don't just rush in, I've done all the research, I've done all of it, the guy's hyped up, uh, there's a card on eBay that ends tonight, bid, 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 bid. Claim, 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 claim on Facebook on a fire sale. Make sure you're disciplined about it. If you wanna pay $325 and you feel like that's a fair price and that's what you wanna pay, go pay $325. Don't stretch yourself and go pay $450 for the same card that you just did all your research and thought is worth $325. What'd you do all your research for? You should've just bought it uh, 24 hours before you did all your research, a week before you did all your research. If while you're doing your research, or say you do all your research and you're having trouble finding a card for the price you feel like is fair or the value that you feel like you've given to a card um, is not there, create a plan B. If the Prism PSA 10 has run up, has the PSA 9, has the Optic 10, has the Optic Hollow taken off, if the Silver's taken off, uh, has the Select Concourse move the way that the Select uh, Courtside has moved. Look at different cards, look at different brands, different grades, different variations, short print versus silver, silvers versus bases. Find a card that potentially hasn't seen that run up, has a BGS uh, and not seen the price increase like a PSA slab has. You can find alternatives or plan Bs to your research and your pricing. If you believe in a player and believe in that card specifically, there usually is a thing if you've missed the initial run on a card. But again, if you believe in that player long-term, if, if your research is true and you still believe in it, Getting in after a little bounce is not the worst thing in the world because you know you've probably got it on an uptick versus getting in on a downtick, which is not good. Now you want to do some research on where to buy it. Um, this is part of executing that plan. Do I want to purchase these cards on Star Stock? Are they a short-term investment? Do I want to purchase them on Facebook? Maybe risk a little bit. Obviously doing person-to-person -person transaction. Use PayPal goods and services. It will protect you to an extent. Or do I want to go through eBay where there's more selection? I'm protected to the fully extent as a buyer. I can make returns potentially if the seller doesn't sell me the card that, that I thought I was purchasing. Um, or do I go to a card show and dig through dollar boxes or, or buy out of showcases or find something on Marketplace or Craigslist or Mercari, take a little more risk, potentially get a little better deal. Um, that all goes into your research and your, in executing your plan. Number four, you've done all your research, you've done all your executing, you've got the card, you're getting ready to purchase a card, now where do I exit? When do I sell the card? Is this something I want to sell building up to the start of the MLB season? Don't want to sell it. Uh, if Kyle Lewis has a great first two months in the season, am I planning to sell it then? Uh, am I planning to sell a card going into the NBA playoffs, the play in terms of the NBA finals, the NFL draft, if a player gets traded? Uh, all of these things you need to know why you've researched, why you're purchasing the card and create an exit strategy and stick to it. If your card continues to run 2, 3, 4x, if you're gaining 100%, 150% on a card, 80% on a card. Where are you going to sell your card? Where do you feel comfortable selling your card? Taking your profits and moving into your next investment. Don't sit on a card. Let it run all the way up to, let's say, 80% up. Let's say you buy a card for 100. It runs to 700 and you're like, it's going to keep going. Well, what if it dips back down to 300 and you've left all that on the table? And at that same time, you could have sold for 600 or 500 taking that $500 from 100 you initially invested and put in the five more $100 cards and seeing that same gain based off your research and success. Don't get greedy. Don't miss a run-up. Don't miss a peak. Don't miss a huge potential gain or potential reinvestment opportunity by trying to be greedy and selfish and sit on a card for too long. This is why I like having multiple cards. There's the same thing as cost averaging a buying, cost averaging a selling. 
You, for example, I have two Optic Hollow PSA 9 Zions. Say he has a game where he has 40 points. The next night he comes back, he's 35. The next point he has 42. He's dropping triple doubles after triple doubles for a week or two over the next month. I'll probably sell one. And then I'll probably wait on one when they make the play-in tournament and potentially sell one then. This allows me an opportunity to sell multiple cards or multiple different points, potentially hitting a peak, potentially getting close, but averaging my selling cost over multiple cards is a strategy that I've kind of started to like, just like you buy multiple stocks at a different point of an investment in the stock market and sell at multiple points to get that cost averaging and selling so you're not worried about buying and selling on the exact peak. So in summary, again, the four things that I have down, creating a plan, research, 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 follow your plan and execute your plan with discipline and patience and have an exit strategy. These are the four things that I love following that I have uh, become a habit when making a purchase and I hope you guys can take these onto your next purchase and really learn from this and potentially incorporate some of these things into your next purchases and I hope your success rate of profit and great purchases increases going forward as you guys make your next big play. So final thing, just want to kind of give you guys a little preview for Thursday's show. I'm going to talk my part two of NBA players to watch in the second half of the season, which I'm going to talk a little bit more about the LaMelo Ball, LeBron James injuries, plays from that exactly. Maybe bring you guys some numbers, some market movers research I'll do over the next couple of days. The next thing I want to talk about on Thursday is where to buy and sell cards, some potential places for that. Talk about Facebook, eBay, pros and cons of each, star stock, my slabs, etc. Kind of bring you guys some more avenues of potentially opening you guys up to ways to buy and sell sports cards you might not have known about or you've heard about and haven't done research on. Just want to kind of bring you guys some information on those going into Thursday's episode. But that wraps up today's episode four on Tuesday. I appreciate you guys all sticking around. If you stick around for this long, make sure if you haven't already, like the video, subscribe, leave a comment below. What are some strategies that I didn't talk about in buying? Uh, drop one over to Instagram. Leave a comment on this on Instagram at medalist underscore sports cards. Leave a comment below on that of, of things that you've been buying and selling. What are some tips and tricks that you guys have in your buying strategies? Maybe things that I can incorporate. I'm always learning, always willing to, to, to try new things, to do some research. If you guys have any questions on market movers or card ladder or 130 point that I use, let me know. Willing to talk to you guys. DMs are always open over there on Instagram. But for now... Thanks again for watching and see you guys on Thursday.